0: uh thank you for choosing to participate with us today uh really glad for those of you who chose to participate with us online and those of you who've shown up here on site thank you thank you thank you thank you thank you very much i'm sorry uh i have been a jesus follower for most of my life uh my parents were pastors, I am a pastor, God has been real to me, uh, well, let's just be honest, I can't remember a time when God wasn't real to me. Now, I am I'm, I'm acutely aware that when I say that, there are some people for which that is like saying, I like purple to a blind person who's never seen purple, or I really like jazz to somebody who's never heard jazz. Some of you are going, how can you like jazz? Willie Nelson doesn't play jazz. Never mind. Let's not get into the music stuff, okay? Let's just leave that behind. I'm fully aware that just for me to say God has been real to me for as long as I can remember is... Hard for some people to understand, and I get that. Um, but let's just say that conversation for some time. It, by the way, I love coffee. If you'd like to talk about that sometime, let me know. Um, I'll try to describe purple to a blind person. Or I'll try to describe knowing that God's real to somebody who hasn't had that experience yet. Um, But even though I have this experience of knowing that God is real and having followed Jesus most of my life and being a pastor after, you know, following in my parents' footsteps, uh, I catch myself. I catch myself telling God what's going on in my life uh, as if he doesn't know. Uh, As if um, he can't see me uh, from wherever he is. Because sometimes, well, I act at least like he, he doesn't see me. I I struggle with the, what some people call a theology of distance. Uh, I'm not the only one that does that. I, there are. There's, I think there's something in a lot of us that feels like God watches us from a distance. That's probably why there's a, that song irritates me so much. From a distance. We all look the same to God from a distance. Because if you listen to the words real carefully, it's because God's looking at us through a telescope from the other side of the Milky Way. And we're all little tiny specks, maybe, possibly. And, you know, we all look the same. We're all... All specs are the same. You're know, like, yeah. uh, it, we, we, it's, it's like we think if God is aware of us at all, uh, yeah, He doesn't get it. We tend to think of God up there, out there, somewhere, out of reach and out of touch uh, with our lives. So we got to tell him what's going on. Uh, When I was in school, uh, learning some things that actually have been helpful when I became a pastor, one of my professors talked about how one of his professors had started a class with a prayer that went something like this, Dear God, who may possibly by some slim chance be out there somewhere, and may be listening today, (laughs) I thought... Wow. Um, But, hey, sometimes, if we're honest, it feels that way. Now, before some of you are ready to to nail me uh, to a cross as a heretic, go read the book of Psalms. Because there are Psalms that say things like, how long are you going to be out there doing nothing? Where are you, Lord? So if he lets that show up in the Bible, you know, if God lets that show up in the Bible, it must be okay or, or at least normal enough for human beings for us to feel like he's distant, that I don't deserve to be struck dead for, for having this sense. So I have this question, is it possible though, even though I sometimes feel like God may be distant and out of touch, is it possible that he really isn't just out there somewhere but is actually with us, longing to share life with us? Is is God waiting for us to welcome his Holy Spirit into our lives? I am discovering that God, the Holy Spirit, plans to do great, loving, wonderful things for, in, and through us. And so that, by the way, is the sermon in a sentence for the day. If you want to just remember that and nothing else that I'm about to say, that's fine. Uh, The Holy Spirit plans on doing great, loving wonderful things for in and through us through you for in and through you I want to lead you on a rapid fire overview of the top 10 things the Holy Spirit wants to do as you do life with Jesus Um, hold on to your hats Uh, we're going to be flying through the Bible if you uh, are using the YouVersion Bible app and going through the event, you'll be able to follow along. Um, otherwise, you've got to trust me. Well, Everything I'm saying is actually in the Bible. It really is. The Holy Spirit, number one, the Holy Spirit tr- celebrates your value. The Holy Spirit celebrates your value to God. The ancient prophet Zephaniah says, the Lord your God is living among you. He is a mighty Savior. He will take delight in you with gladness. With his love, he will calm all your fears. He will rejoice over you with joyful song. delight in you with gladness he will rejoice over you with joyful songs somebody needs to hear that somebody here or somewhere online somebody needs to hear that i want you to catch catch this i know that these words were originally written to god's covenant people And we're a specific message to them, but I believe they're also applicable to all of God's people. They're applicable to all of us. The Holy Spirit celebrates your value to God. Your value, not because of what you've done. It's not a performance thing. It is an existence thing. You are, therefore you are celebrated. You are valuable to him. Not because you've done such great things or that you're going to do great things. You're his. He goes, Ooh. I'm trying to figure out who won't have a heart attack if I call him by name. <laughs> <laughs> Hell, not me, just don't call me. All right, so let's say there's John. See, there's not a John in the room, so none of us are going to be freaking out. John may be online, but okay, don't freak out if you're online, John. Holy Spirit says, There's John. Let's throw a party. I think he's awesome. There's Mark. He's awesome too. I decided it was a change of mind. There's Karen. I'm gonna sing a song over her. There's Ted. I'm gonna sing a song over him. I don't know about you, but he might even do a little jig for some of us Irish folks. Why? Because we are valuable to him. He loves us and he celebrates Sometimes we get into fall into the trap. I know I've been there. I fall into this trap of thinking I have to perform something and do something great for him. And every once in a while he just has to lean over and go, Would you just relax? Two things I need to remind you of, Mark. One, You're a good guy, but you're not all that impressive. (laughs) Thanks. And the other is, I think you're awesome anyway. Oh. So I want you to hear this. Put your name in here. Holy Spirit takes delight in you with gladness. He rejoices over you with joyful songs. Doesn't delegate it to angels, by the way. Point that out. Holy Spirit, maybe all of us need to hear this, but help us to know the very center of our beings that you celebrate our value to you. Help us to hear just a glimpse of the songs you sing. The joyful songs of rejoicing you sing over us. Simply because we are Hey, the Holy Spirit celebrates over you because of your value. The Holy Spirit also convinces you that you need Jesus. John chapter 16, Jesus says, In fact, it is best for you that I go away, because if I don't, the advocate, the Holy Spirit, won't come. If I do go away, then I will send him to you. When he comes, he will convict or convince the world of its sin and of God's righteousness and of the coming judgment. The Holy Spirit is the one who convinces us that we need Jesus. Number 3, the Holy Spirit calls you to experience the life Jesus gives us. In Romans chapter 8, it tells us Christ lives within you. Even Though your body will die because of sin, the Spirit gives you life because you have been made right with God. The Spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead lives in you. And just as God raised Christ from Jesus from the dead, you will give life to your mortal bodies by the same Spirit living within you. Spirit calls us the life that only Jesus can give us by living in us. Holy Spirit comforts you. In His second letter to the Corinthians, Paul says, God comforts us in all our troubles so that we can comfort others. When they are troubled, we will be able to give them the same comfort God has given us. Holy Spirit comforts us all kinds of things that are gonna happen in this world that are uncomfortable, painful, hurtful, that cause us grief and the Holy Spirit comforts us. And in the best way, he turns us into rivers, streams of comfort to others. Number five, the Holy Spirit counsels you, guides us. He, Jesus said, the spirit of truth comes. He will guide you, counsel you in all truth. He will not speak on his own, but will tell you what he has heard. He will tell you what you need to know. Holy Spirit connects with you. That's number six. The Holy Spirit connects with you. John, again, Jesus is talking to his disciples. It's the night. Before his crucifixion and his death, is, it's kind of like his deathbed statement. He says to them in John 14, if you love me, obey my commandments. And I will ask the Father and he will give you another advocate, the Holy Spirit, who will never leave you. Those are the things that the Holy Spirit does for you. Six things the Holy Spirit does for you. Here's some things. What does the Holy Spirit want to do in you? The Holy Spirit wants to, number seven, Holy Spirit confirms your relationship with Jesus. Romans chapter eight, we're told, you do not receive a spirit that makes you fearful slaves. Instead, you receive God's spirit when he adopted you as his own children. Now we call him Abba, dear Father, for his spirit joins with our spirit to affirm that we are God's children. He connects them with us and confirms our relationship with Jesus. Number eight, the Holy Spirit helps you to conform to Jesus' character and love. 2 Corinthians The Apostle Paul writes that the Lord, who is the Spirit, makes us more and more like Jesus as we are changed into his glorious image. The Spirit makes us more and more like Jesus. One tiny step at a time. What does the Holy Spirit do through you? Number nine told you it was going to be fast. Here we go. Number nine. The Holy Spirit conveys gifts to you to help others through you. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 7. The Holy Spirit, the spiritual gift, a spiritual gift is given to each of us so we can help each other. A spiritual gift is given to each of us so we can help each other. Spiritual gifts do not exist for the person who receives them. They exist for the people that person will help. I'm to the place where I'm almost tired of saying that spiritual gifts exist or belong to that person. Spiritual gifts are what the Spirit does through me to help you, and what you do, He does. The Spirit does through you to help me and to help others. It's what it's how the Spirit works through us to help each help us and to help us help others. A spiritual gift is given to each of us so we can help each other. Holy Spirit gives gifts to help others through you. Number 10, the Holy Spirit communicates the truth of who Jesus is to others through you. The Holy Spirit conveys the truth of who Jesus is to others through you. One of the last things Jesus said to his disciples is recorded in Acts 1.8. You will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you and you will be my witnesses, (coughs) excuse me, you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. Now, I was always taught that was talking about witnessing, you know, you know telling people about Jesus, giving them the four spiritual laws. And, and I'm not saying that's not part of it, uh, but I'm pretty sure, though, that that's not exactly what Jesus meant when he said that. I think what he meant was, you, y'all, you plural, you will be me on earth (coughs) as I am in heaven. You will be my fully authorized and empowered gifted agents. Be a tabernacle of my presence everywhere you go. And you will show people who I am. The Holy Spirit will convey the truth of who Jesus is to others through you. Because he fills you with His pre- Jesus' presence and his power and his love. Which by the way is his power. We kinda we kinda think of power as big muscles and telling people what to do. And, and I don't know if Jesus has big muscles, but I do know that he can tell people what to do. But it's all because of his love. His power all flows out of his love. For us, the Holy Spirit plans on doing great, loving, wonderful things for in and through you. But we live in a world full of chaos, a <laughs> world that's falling apart. We we run around. I, every once in a while, we hear. We hear people talking about how the world is going to be a better place if we just do this. If we just do that, if we could just make this discovery, if we just do. I keep thinking to myself, now maybe it's because I'm a little cynical. Okay, I'm a lot cynical. I'm also a little sarcastic. lot sarcastic. I keep looking around and going, look at all the good stuff we've already discovered and how wonderful it has been. It just seemed to have made a lot of stuff worse. Our lives are breaking up. Our world is breaking up. Somebody needs to do something to fix it. Somebody needs to make uh, sense of the mess of this world and our lives. Uh, And so what happens? We volunteer. Or we have leaders or people who volunteer, right? Our desire to end the chaos and create create order drives (laughs) us to seize control of as much as we possibly can. And we either live in, uh, in, in denial uh, and, and assume that we have seized control and we're going to fix things, or we freak out when we realize we really are not in control. There's not a thing we can do about it. Because the harder we try to control things, the more chaos we create. I have observed there's this law of unintended consequences to nearly everything we do. Or the law of everything's going to get worse no matter how hard you try to fix it. resist the Holy Spirit refusing to welcome him into our lives because we're afraid of what he might do or what he might ask us to do. It might be embarrassing. We might lose control, whatever that means. But the Holy Spirit wants to do great, loving, wonderful things for us, in us, and through us. doesn't mean we're always going to be comfortable but 2,000 years ago God became a human being and waded into the chaos of this world, waded in until he was uh, I was gonna say neck deep but that's not quite accurate. He waded in until he was buried by it. His name is Jesus. He died on a cross outside the city of Jerusalem He experienced all the pain, all the horror of our messed up world. But then on a Sunday morning like this, well, it was a spring Sunday morning, like this, he walked out of the tomb. And he started bringing order out of the chaos. He began making sense out of our messy world one tiny step at a time. We tend to think of God as out there somewhere, out of reach and out of touch with our lives, but he is actually here working to fix the chaos and the mess that we keep making. We feel uncomfortable with the idea that the Holy Spirit wants to share our lives with us, And if we're completely honest, we might even say that we're afraid of the Holy Spirit. Well, after all, some of us grew up calling him the Holy Ghost. But here's the good news, folks. Jesus will bring order out of our chaos when we welcome his Holy Spirit to do those great, loving, wonderful things for us and in us and through us. The Spirit will fill our lives with joy, peace, and hope and love. So, what's next? What do we do? Well, welcome the Holy Spirit into your life. That sounds easy enough, it's a simple prayer. That's all it takes. There's no need to work on being impressive or churchy sounding or really religious sounding. Don't be loud. and don't have to be loud and emotional. Uh, For example, if someone invited you to grab a cup of coffee or a Coke or, you know, iced tea or whatever, uh, and you said, uh, come on, let's go get, let's go get a coffee. All you need to say is, okay, let's do it. Where do you want to go? Right? It's that simple with the Holy Spirit. God is inviting you, saying, come on, let's do life together. And all you have to say is, okay, let's do it. Where do you want to go now? Pray. Holy Spirit, you are right here, right now. Whether we're on site or online, wherever we may be, you are right there with us. You are right with us, very present. Thank you, God, for not running from the chaos in our lives. Thank you for not. For, for actually running straight into the middle of the mess, of our mess. Begin to show us the ways you want to heal and create order out of our chaos. Holy Spirit, we're hearing the invitation. Come on, let's do life together. Give us the courage. Give us the faith to say, yes, let's do it. Where do you want to go? of you who are online, I want to particularly thank you for joining us and invite you, if you have not already done it, to join the uh, Champions of Hope Facebook group. We'd love to connect with you there. For all of us, online, on-site, Jesus is the center of God's plan to transform and restore this broken world, and we, you and I, are the central Part of the Holy Spirit's mission to proclaim the story of Jesus to every man, woman, and child in Bay County and beyond. The Holy Spirit works in and through us to do far more than we could ever imagine, guess, or request in our wildest dreams. And He does it, He does it gently and deeply inside of us. He, he renews our minds and transforms our lives. He changes us and touches people through us as he fills us with the love of Jesus. So you are sent, you and I are sent, to love everyone, everywhere, every day. You are sent to, But you're not going alone. Go with Jesus.